I don't know about you, but I have woken up every morning this week as grouchy as a bear coming out of hibernation and just as hungry. Except that, unlike the bear, instead of feeling rested, I feel dazed, a little clumsy, emotions a little too close to the surface. This, my friend, is what happens when we spring forward. Welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm your host, Jan M. Flynn, a self-confessed overthinker who knows that sometimes all that activity in your brain gets a little loud. So once a week, I offer you a brief break from the voices in your head by listening to the ones in mine. This week, my problem isn't overthinking. I can barely think at all, thanks to our clocks all jumping forward an hour this weekend. There was a time when we could get away with ignoring the time change, at least for a few hours on that first Sunday morning, back when we had to manually change our clocks. But now our digital devices do that part for us. So there's no escape. Thanks a lot, Daylight Saving Time. By the way, I researched it. It's Daylight Saving, not Savings. Turns out I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Anyway, unless you live in India, China, or Japan, whose inhabitants surely have problems of their own, but adjusting to the time change is not one of them, your brain and body are at this moment struggling to restore your circadian rhythm. And if it feels like spring forward is tougher to handle than fall back, you're right. Having devoted nearly 40 minutes to researching this topic— which, by the way, is the average number of minutes of sleep lost by Americans this weekend, and more on that later, I am here to assure you that if you're stumbling through this week, you're not alone. There's a great article in HuffPost called Here's a Horrifying Picture of What Sleep Loss Will Do to You that backs me up on this, or there's about a jillion other sources on the interwebs, or you can just trust me. Think back to that average sleep loss of 40 minutes, which I figure on an individual basis could be anywhere from 20 minutes to nearly an hour and a half. Losing sleep, even an hour, even for one night, is bad for you. Really bad in our already sleep-deprived culture. Not only does it make you tired and grumpy, it makes you ugly. I'm not making that up. There was a study done in which people were shown photos of faces of individuals they did not know, nor did they know anything about them. The test subjects consistently rated the photos of people who'd had less sleep as less attractive. It also makes you a slouch at work. A 2012 study published in the Journal of Applied Psychology revealed a spike in cyber loafing, also known as goofing around online instead of working, The news gets worse. In the days following the springtime change, there is a sharp increase in the number and severity of workplace injuries. There's a 6% spike in car accidents in the U.S., and maybe that doesn't sound like a lot, but it results in over 300 deaths. We can also look forward to an increased risk of the most common form of stroke and a higher short-term incidence of heart attacks. And if the time change doesn't kill you, it can still make your clothes too tight. Sleep deprivation increases the release of the hormone ghrelin, which makes you hungry, and it decreases the release of another hormone, leptin, which helps you feel satisfied when you eat. At the same time, your insulin resistance increases, which means your body is likely to store more calories 
as fat. Why do we do this to ourselves? I came across a fascinating article in National Geographic, The Strange 100-Year History of Daylight Saving Time. It explains how we got here. Without getting into the weeds, it has a lot to do with World War I, when the Germans adopted the idea and therefore were able to save a lot of energy because they, like other industrialized nations at the time, depended mostly on coal. More daylight, less coal burned. So then everybody else had to follow suit. But since we don't rely on coal so much anymore, the energy savings thing is pretty much a moot point. Yet here we are, a hundred years on, still stuck with daylight saving, no matter how much many of us whine about it. I sure do. There are some holdouts. The state of Hawaii is too laid back to bother with daylight saving, and Arizona is having none of it either. The last thing anybody in Arizona needs is another hour of roasting in the sun. Except, and here's how weird and arbitrary the whole thing gets, for the Navajo Nation, whose vast reservation incorporates part of Arizona. The Navajo do observe daylight saving, but the Hopi do not on their reservation, and it lies entirely inside Navajo Nation. Also, there is a slender branch of Navajo Nation that extends into the Hopi Res, and yes, that section does observe daylight saving. So, if you're driving through eastern Arizona between March and November, don't even look at the clock in your car. You can find helpful tips about how to cope with the time change, and those tips are about as helpful as you'd expect them to be. Some sources say that we should go to bed and rise earlier in the days leading up to the time change to help us adjust. Like we even remember about spring forward until somebody at work happens to mention it on that Friday afternoon. Also, we should avoid caffeine after lunch, so good luck in that afternoon meeting you have scheduled, and we should refrain from napping. More good luck with that meeting. And we might want to take public transportation rather than driving for a few days. Like the bus driver isn't just as wrecked as we are. I admit that it's nice to have an extra hour of daylight as the days grow warm and pleasant, a benefit that will last for months while the adjustment period is only a few days. That is, for everyone who doesn't have a major heart attack or a car crash. Tough luck for those people. Every year, there's talk about getting rid of the semi-annual time change. Nineteen states, including the one where I live, have passed legislation calling for permanent daylight saving time. But as the Sleep Foundation points out, only federal action can establish permanent daylight saving time in the U.S. The feds have tried... On March 15, 2022, just days after everybody did the spring forward thing, the U.S. Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act of 2021, which would establish daylight saving time year-round. But it didn't win approval in the House, and President Biden hasn't weighed in on it either. Although, once upon a time back in 1974, the U.S. did briefly move to permanent daylight saving time, and then-Senator Joe Biden voted in favor of it. Maybe, as president, he's got other priorities. There's debate on which would be better, daylight saving or standard time. There are folks in the public health sector who think we're making a mistake by replacing standard time. The American Academy of Sleep Medicine thinks we should get rid of daylight saving instead. Their website says, 
A change to permanent standard time is best aligned with human circadian biology and has the potential to produce beneficial effects for public health and safety. This very month, March 2023, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida reintroduced the Sunshine Protection Act to the Senate. The bill has co-sponsors from both parties. In his statement, Senator Rubio says the logic is simple. Quote, this ritual of changing time twice a year is stupid. And that might be the one thing that Marco Rubio and I agree on. But even if the feds get that done, states may be able to opt out of daylight saving time, choosing permanent standard time. Local governments also can request to change time zones, which the U.S. Secretary of Transportation has to approve. So Hawaii and Arizona could still be holdouts, and so could other states. Personally, I don't care if it's standard time or daylight saving time. How about we just pick one and stick with it? After all, they seem to get by without changing clocks every six months in China, India, and Japan. Can nearly half the world's population be wrong? I don't know. I'm too sleep-deprived to think straight. Excuse me while I go take a nap. Thanks for listening to this episode of Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. New episodes release every week, so click that plus sign at the top of your podcast listing and follow the show. If you leave a star rating or a review, that really helps build our audience, because as a podcast listener, you have a lot of influence. Until next time, may you relish that extra sunshine at the end of your day, may you catch up on your rest, and may all your thoughts be good ones. <laughs>